Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, in the same square, uh, sitting to the right of me, live from Seattle, he goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Coming to you from the Ted Smith studio, baby. <laughs> two guys, one microphone, two men, one cam. What's up, Matt? What's up, boys? Oh, all right, down there in the desert, actually on Zoom, Matt Kava, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Dude, it, it's just extra, extra live in here tonight. It's great to see you both sitting next to each other, smiling. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for you both. Yeah, cops all the commute. He took the light rail with me. I mean, we're we're doing it. Get a Ted Smith day. <laughs> Feels almost yeah. like the good old days of the studio. The full experience, 2023 <laughs> style. Well, and we were talking about it before we got on. Like, it is weird to be on Zoom, but also together. You know what I mean? Like, we've been together in the studio. We've been on Zoom, but not, like, it's just a weird meshing of the world. Yeah. Yeah. This usually, is... I sit on my like my desk or like my table. Like, now we're just sitting on my couch. I got a beer going. It's like this rarely feel like doesn't feel like a Zoom or like a work thing. It feels like a Friday night Zoom. Yeah, we're truly just guys hanging out at this point. Like, it's, it's going to trip me out the devolved. entire cast. <laughs> What's that? It's going to trip me out the entire cast. <laughs> we didn't even talk to the smoke buddy. <laughs> Just saying what's up to my buddy. <laughs> also, it has a weird like uh, quality to it of like a group interview. Like Ted and I are like, Matt's just looking at us with his microphone and we're just in the same room like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully we get this job. No, I feel like you guys are the bobs on office space. Like, <laughs> yeah, what would you like say office. you do so, here? So Matt, uh, what, is it, uh, what is it you actually do on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like what? the singer, Michael Bolton. I get it. What would you say? You do here. <laughs> I love that. Weirdly, most of that show is actually filmed in Austin. Most of that movie. Really? Mike Judge lives like a couple blocks from us. Yeah. Huh, I didn't no know that. Way. Yeah. That's he awesome. In Clarksville, which is like right around the corner. Did he I do? Will say, or go ahead, man. Was he the Idiocracy guy? Yeah. And Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Yeah. Idiocracy. I love Idiocracy. I didn't know you'd seen that. Yeah. That's where Crocs really made their debut. I know. I'll wear Crocs and Idiocracy. Ted, have you ever seen it? I've still never seen it. Dude, it's yeah, great movie, but it's kind of it's kind of out there. It's kind of weird, but it's it's too real, Matt. Don't you too think? Too real now. Yeah, way too real. Lost the fun. People <laughs> love Crocs. I was watching a TikTok the other day. You know, like two by four, like when you go four by four. And, oh yeah. Right. You got you got to put that little thing up in the back. And it's just a guy that has tiny little Crocs for his dog, and it's like the dog's talking. He's like, "Oh, hang on." We put this in four by mode, <laughs> and they like it. Like it looks like his paw flips it up, and he just slides his foot in. <laughs> That's awesome, uh, Matt. Obviously, I was going to talk a little bit about playoff hockey. Got also, it. as hockey or close to Canada, have you guys seen Strange Brew? No. Nope. All right. Do you know who Bob and Doug McKenzie are? McKenzie brothers. No. It's like a comedy. It's like. Rick Moranis and somebody else, they're all from that SETV 
Second City and like mm-hmm. uh, I know Rick Moranis. Yeah. So it's super funny. The movie's from like 1983, but it's just like that dumb slapstick. Like there's so many jokes going like the person I was watching it with. They're like, I've seen this movie 20 times and I started laughing and they're like, I never know picked up on that line. I'm like, yeah, this movie's hilarious. <laughs> but I feel like hockey Canada stuff like you got to watch Strange Brew and slapstick. Is that the one with the triplets? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so there's some good Canadian movies, right? Yeah. Like Waiting for Guffman or uh, like Best. In, like if you like Best in Show, you definitely. Oh, I love Best in Show. Isn't it Trailer Park Boys Canadian? Yeah, those guys are Canadians. Also, there's just so many good Canadian yep. comics, you know? Yeah. Like that's, a, I feel like one of the best things they export. Great comics come out of Canada always. Yeah, Leonard Kenny is Canadian. That's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's so good. <laughs> Did you watch Game 7? Uh, last night, no, I did not actually. I so saw the very end, but that doesn't count. Um, no, last night I had an interesting uh dinner experience that uh, yeah, it was great, but took precedence. I mean, it was tough, but I really thought they'd win it. I just, I just kind of really th- was feeling good. Um, and then yeah, I've been following the Firebirds closer down here. Honestly, I'm wait. I, there's a part of me I was excited to get Ty Cartier back. He's going to play tomorrow night for us against Calgary, and he's a difference maker. I mean, you're, you're just going to drop that you had a crazy dinner experience and then move <laughs> back on to sports like it's nothing. Yeah, I'm just setting that aside. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had dinner with a client, and that's all. We just went to In N Out Burger, but th- we can just move back to sports. I want to talk hockey. I'm excited about the Firebirds. You know, I think. I've been following playoff hockey a lot. Just didn't line up last night. And like it's Kings Firebirds cracking for me. And I was just stoked for everyone in Seattle and just kind of assuming the magic would continue. How could you keep the Kings ranked above the Kraken when you're watching the Kraken minor league team? Man, it's history. Like, I don't know. That's my whole that's my whole life. I've been a Kings fan. I mean, from childhood to those cup runs. I mean, it's just uh you know, the guys that were on the Kings when I was a kid run the Kings now. Rob Blake, Luke Robitaille, like it's just an exciting um yeah, it's just an exciting team that yeah, it's still ranked first. It's, it's my rules, baby. That's all it really came down to. It's like, yeah, I realized and once the Kings were out, I started watching the Kraken, but I got way more invested in the Firebirds. I mean, I went to the casino for their watch party for game one against Calgary. So yeah, I was meeting people, got my picture with Flago. I mean, I'm so just all that's where you met Flago, huh? Yeah. See now. Yeah. And you guys remember, I used to rock that NHL to Seattle gear all the time when we were meeting in person and I was still at the station. So now that it's there, it's great. But I'm also like, yeah, I just moved where that AHL franchise is. And I just I'm having a good time down here. And yeah, I'm glad it worked out for everybody. You know, Matt, at this company. We try to be forward thinking <laughs> and we really like to embrace the change of the times. And I feel Progress, like you're, really. you're holding on to some old, you know, some old beliefs about oh, who your hockey team should be. I identify as progressive and I live in Southern California still. So it's still Kings or Ducks. We, we'd we like you to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and come over to the Kraken side. That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> what do What do we got to do to put you in a Kraken jersey today? <laughs> I would have to politely decline this offer. Um, 
you know, and and just kind of live my life in peace. I'm going to game th- uh, four tomorrow against Calgary. The the Firebirds could win. Having Cartier back is going to be really helpful. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to provide affiliates on. I think it's good to have a reporter covering the, the entire franchise. I like, guess the issue we're having here. Is that you're happy the the pro team lost, so you have a guy back to help out? I I didn't say I was happy. I said I was I, that now that it happened, I was like, oh okay, that's you that's know, good Matt, news. Matt, don't interrupt us. I've seen your TPS <laughs> reports, and frankly, they're not good. Okay, and uh, we would just you know at Tettercom would like to have everyone on board with the squad. Can can you do that for me, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I still root for the Seahawks. I'm excited about the draft. I mean, Mariners, always been a Mariners fan since the Griffey years. Yeah, but it is a little strange that you're cheering for the Kraken minor league team, but not the Kraken. No, I was cheering for the Kraken. Just not if they were playing the Kings. Once, Yeah, once the Kings got eliminated from the playoffs, I was basically all in on the Kraken, except... Yeah, Tyler and I were going to go to In-N-Out, and then we were going to come home and watch the game, and then one of my clients said he was going to go to In-N-Out, and I was like, dude, we'll be... And so I introduced him to Tyler. We kind of just had a nice little like dinner that kind of ran a little bit longer, and then we had to go to the store, and it just didn't pan out. Um, I thought I'd catch the third. I didn't realize it started so early. I was thinking it started at 6.30. But, oh, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a 5 p.m. start, and then there was like... There was a couple penalties in the first period, but that was it. That game flew by. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I thought I would have had time to catch the last 10 minutes, you know, and I figured it would be a one goal game. And, you know, but yeah, it was it just kind of snuck up on me, you know, and I but I was really like feeling the magic. And I, I was so confident that the Kraken would win that game. And yeah, just didn't pan out. But yeah, I was just kind of getting my bearings back together after a wild weekend and Tyler's back in town, so it's just been, you know, a little chaotic, a little hectic, but a lot of fun. Well, you'll respect this. Saturday, that game tips off like four. First of all, light rail's packed. Everybody's going to the game, right? Like, this group of people walk, like, sit down in front of me, and I sit in one of the chairs that's going backwards. Nice. And the so wife's like... go Saturday, too? I didn't go. I was just on the light rail heading south. Okay. With all the fans, and she's like, I don't think we should sit backwards. The guys and the husband's like, you'll be fine. There's a group of four of them. And she's like, well, we sat backwards last time and we lost at home. And I'm I'm reading Geronimo and I just go, I just lean up and go, you should move facing forward. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then Saturday evening. Wait, uh, did they move? They didn't, but they still won. But then Matt, I'm sitting at a bar, get a couple beers, right? And literally it's like 4.30. First, first beer of the day on a Saturday, right? I've been running errands. And the girl next to me starts talking trash on Bowie, the mascot. What? Wow. Right? The bartenders, you could tell the bartender knows, like, her and, like, her friend at the end of the bar. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's a troll. Then they tried to, like, say it's because of the Fremont troll. But, like, I don't believe that. I think they're just trying. It's good PR to cover it up. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with somebody else. And I, I'm, like, halfway through my beer. And I just go, all right. Now, like he is designed after the Fremont troll. That is a real thing. And they're like, what? 
And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and just let you slander. Like, I'm not here for buoy slander. You know, <laughs> not to pull rank on you, but I do run mascotsmisbehaving.com. And frankly, <laughs> I know a hell of a lot more about mascot heritage than you do. Okay. So how about you sit down there, you have your cocktail and you enjoy your life. That's basically what it was. I just, I couldn't, <laughs> Chad, dude, I, I couldn't you. let it go. I had to say something. You're just the wrong guy to say that next to at a bar. Like, I can, honestly, it's like a scene from a movie. Like you just picture like the first comment and Ted's like, just his blood pressure goes up a little bit. Second one, he like takes a drink and he's like, leave it alone, Ted. You know, like when like military guys are like having flashbacks and he's like, just leave it alone, Ted. His hand starts shaking and he's like, the words of his therapist are like, you just got to learn to let this stuff go, Ted. You just got to let it wash on by and he's like all right too far yeah <laughs> when awesome. they said they were trying to cover up why he's named Bowie, i was like that's just i, I think i said something like well that's just not true erroneous <laughs> erroneous <laughs> on all counts i was like i was like he's clearly named after that troll it's like and then you know me i'm like plus like if you notice his beard's gotten longer every time we advance it around and they're like i mean i guess he's kind of cool <laughs> just like I was ready to go off. I was like, oh, they've been hitting him with the playoff beard. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's dude. So sick. Playoff beard. It got longer in round two. <laughs> dude, I made the mistake of mentioning. So one of my friends in Austin, uh, he's from Seattle, but he's a programmer and he's trying to launch this like thing in their company. And, you know, software always gets delayed. But I made the mistake of mentioning playoff beards. He didn't play sports. He'd never heard of it. So All right. He committed like now a year and a half ago to a playoff beard for this software launch. Well, like it's his company. It still hasn't launched. And so this dude's beard is like massive. And I'm like, mate, just cut it off. Like no one was. And he's like, no, I just, I said when we launched and he's like hell bent. I'm like, bro, you're starting to look like the Unabomber. Okay. And so anyway, playoff beards, man. Yeah. That's awesome that they did it with the mascot. Super cool. Yeah. It was, I thought it was a really nice touch, but I was just like, I, and I should like I should let this go. I mean, you're right. That's exactly what it was in my head. And I was like, nope, say something. Don't let this go, dude. That's <laughs> literally will, will not stand. That's your topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you just stepped into like my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's like stepping into like the ring with like a you know a Muay Thai master, and I'm expecting you're not going to get a head kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we were just going to do some late sparring. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to the like a boxing. You know those videos you see on YouTube where they come into like a boxing gym and challenge like the sensei or the coach. And it's like big mistake, buddy. I'm glad you said sensei. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so here's the other thing from Saturday. I'm on the light rail, and like I can't even see the guy because it's crowded. But this guy keeps talking about his college, and he's obviously talking to his buddy. And he's like, when you were at whatever college, like, did you know this professor? Yeah, I think he was going for like this kind of look and that look. And he mentioned his fucking sensei oh like three God. times. And like when he got off on the train, he was just kind of a, I don't know, a little scrub. Like he didn't look like he knew anything, but he was like, that was the day I was in charge of the dote. And I wanted, to, I, like, I almost wanted to get up and just say, will you shut up? Just shut up. You're annoying everybody on the train. <laughs> You're driving us insane. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, like man. that video. There's like a video of a packed bus in New York and some woman's complaining. You might have seen it. It's like a viral video. And this guy's just like, shut up. It's New York. Everybody's late. And like a whole <laughs> bus just erupts like in laughter. <laughs> like, Everybody's late. Like, but yeah. I don't know why. It was just the way he kept saying sensei and his dojo. And I was like, what are you? What are you like, come on. What are, what are they, children in there? And he was like, so sensei, whoever left me in charge that day. Oh man, that was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of love that about like public transportation or like public events in general. Like, you know, society's gotten so like atomized and so individual. It's like being in public kind of just checks you. 
You know, like there's somebody there who will just check in. That's something I've always, we've talked about this on the cast long ago, but something I like about the East Coast more than the West Coast is like, if you're talking endlessly at a bar on the East Coast, somebody will just ask you to step outside. And it's like, do you want to step outside or do you want to stop talking? It's like, checked. Like that ego is checked. We're on the West Coast. It's just permitted to just run wild. And you see these people who have no business talking S to giant bouncer. It's just like, oh, I'll call your manager. Da-da-da-da. Do you know who I am? It's just like, that shit doesn't fly on the on the East Coast. Like, not at all. Yeah. And like, so like the Seattle subway, like, you know, Ted's from the East Coast. And of course, like in his, in his, in his heart of hearts, he's like, I should just tell the sense I got to shove it. But then his Seattle training took over and it's like, you know what? Just like sip your coffee, zip up your Patagonia and just let it, let it flow. <laughs> I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to let that girl though. Talk, talk <laughs> on Bowie. Come on. That, that one was getting dealt with. Uh, (laughs) you've been served right it's like all right i get it you're the one like attractive woman not with a dude at this bar so like of course the bartender and the old guy on the end are gonna be like yeah buoy sucks yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) like like on a mascot's not gonna get you laid old guy at the bar (laughs) (laughs) what do they call there was like we should put that on a t-shirt yeah Shitting on Bowie's not going to get you laid. There was like some name for that, like the pussy car. It was at the pussy pass. Yeah, pussy pass revoked. <laughs> Ted Smith taking your card. Uh, That's the, awesome. The weather was nicer this weekend. Kind of ironic. Like uh, I know Miles was in San Diego. He said it was sixty degrees and cloudy. I was like, oh, it was eighties, ninety on uh, Sunday and Monday. I've grilled. I've grilled twice already. Nice. Yeah. Just attracting the cats out there. Seriously, <laughs> the cat thing. Oh, all right. So we've talked about the cats on the podcast, right? Surprise one hasn't walked by yet. But obviously there's outdoor cats here. So like Thursday, I get an email from the building. It's like, we got a report of a lost cat. Like if anybody knows. And then Friday, I'm running errands with our buddy, the mayor. And I go, Jesus Christ, man. He goes, what? I go, there's another email about these cats. Some of these cats are just outdoor cats. People need to stop picking them up. Like, they're fine. And then I kid you not, 20 minutes later, it's like, we've been informed that these are just outdoor cats. Like, there's some new tenants. They kept taking them over to the office. Oh, my God. That's what I was going to say. Like, just start grilling some sausages out back. Let those cats come to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y- yesterday when I was grilling burgers, Matt, I was telling Kyle, like, has he seen my place now? It's like, my grill's out there. Then I'm in the kitchen uh, sauteing onions. And I'm like, what is that sound? And I look out there, and there's just a cat at my screen door. Meow. Meow. <laughs> it's like, all right. That used to be a junkie, but now Ted's getting used to suburban life. Cats yeah, now. Dude. Yeah, but talk to Or go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask Cobb, since he's the first one there, like, what's it like in the suburbs and hanging out <laughs> at Ted's? Well, dude, also, I mean, it should be noted, like, Ted's old place was at ground zero. I mean, people from Seattle, like, it. it this was one block roughly from the Capitol Hill light rail station. So like there was just, you know, I lived, I also lived a block from the Capitol Hill light rail station. No disrespect. I lived the other direction, but like there's crazy S that goes on out there. Crazy, like just ludicrous. I mean, you know, people just doing IV drugs on your, on your sidewalk, like all kinds of, you know, I mean, just hobo activities. And of course, like, you know, there's just like a, there's a big like night scene up there. So people are out at all hours doing all kinds of crazy ass. Right. And so, you know, the contrast between that and now Ted's biggest problem, like it's sort of a similar setup. I mean, he has like a little like back porch that kind of like, you know, fronts to a view. And so 
But here, like the contrast is like there, it was like a concrete wall. Here, it's like a beautiful hedgerow. There, it was like a street. Here, it's like just like plush grass that looks untouched. There, like in the distance was like, you know, a goodwill that junkies would huddle outside of and like, you know, and a weed store and chaos. And like here, just trees, Matt. So the one word I would say to sum it up, serene. Like his blood pressure is already dropping just being here. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to say tranquility there, but those are basically synonymous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even sitting here right now, like like I've told you guys, but now cops here, you can see like, yeah, you just look out there. There's just evergreens, like trees, not just like junkies standing out there. At this wow. old place, Ted did not podcast with the back door open once. We've got it open right now. No problems. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the other wild thing, Matt, I'm telling you, like I thought it was going to be hard. Is this place a little more expensive to like come up with like, the difference in rent, but just being able to walk, like I could always walk to a QFC, but this one's like literally across the street and not go. I didn't realize how much money I was wasting going to the corner store. Like it was a proper bodega, but the prices were ridiculous. Yeah. Also Matt, and this is a true story this year for Ted's. uh, So Ted's birthday is on Christmas Eve. Um, Usually I go over to his house, bring some pizza. I brought a couple. um, I brought my girlfriend and another friend of mine, like a couple women with me, my cousin. And uh, I kid you not, when we pulled up, there's all these sirens and craziness outside. And we're like, what is going on? Turns out someone was shot and killed less than a block from his house, like 10 minutes before we got there. So like when I say he was living at ground zero, I'm not sugarcoating it. Like on Christmas Eve. Wow. On Christmas Eve, dude. Yeah. Like it was, you know, it, it degraded over time. I mean, I will say like I've lived in that neighborhood for three or four years and like it was getting worse. But yeah, this is a major upgrade for Ted. Yeah. And who's who's shooting people on Christmas? I yeah. Come on. I mean, you know, people with some crazy childhoods, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I don't even have a joke there. Just that's wild. <laughs> I, I know. Just the most like, likely statistically. <laughs> yeah. Kids these days. My day. You couldn't do crime on Sunday. Oh no! Day of the year, I think is uh is Mother's Day, so I feel like those moms have been just busy looting, you know, every other day of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, there's real sad statistics about uh, holidays. Really? Oh yeah. Thanksgiving's like I think Thanksgiving's number one for domestic violence and number. And- <laughs> that makes that totally makes sense, dude. <laughs> for anybody who has a crazy family who's listening, like, does that not make sense? <laughs> and Christmas, I think, is like number one for suicides. Like, it's like oh, terrible. That's man. whoa, man. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. The emotions do probably pile on sitting at Christmas alone or just whatever. Whoa, this heavy. All right, this is not funny, but kind of like sometimes there's heavy moments where you don't mean to be. Yeah. So this morning on that ESPN show, I can't remember if it was Get Up or uh, or First Take, whatever way. Like, point is, is that Jack Harlow, right? So Vince Carter's in there, and they asked Vince Carter, like, "What's your favorite dunk from memory?" Or like, "What's your favorite dunk?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. Like, they were my dunks." But he's like, "The one I get asked the most about are the Olympic dunk and some other dunk." So Jack Harlow kind of starts asking on the dude that he dunked over. He's like, yeah, whatever happened to that guy? You going to trot him out? Vince Carter, just dead ass, like changes. He's like, oh, yeah, like says his name. And they're like, oh, that's nice. You remember his name. And he's like, actually, that was really hard for that guy. 
like basically he was blackballed from the country of France. Like couldn't get jobs. Dunk on? Forgetting have you ever seen that dunk? No. Oh, Vince just Carter. Posterized? But like Vince Carter is like up over top of him. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the most vicious. It's, it's what I think of when I hear the term posterized. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like the epitome of posterized. Wait, so this guy, yeah. it like ruined that guy's life. Just oh. getting dunked on. Yes. <laughs> uh, you never even think about like the fallout. Of, that, that sounds like a movie, like the fallout of a moment like that. Especially like, that like, guy was one of the best players in the country. Yeah. You know, presumably if he's on the Olympic team. Oh, that's so rough. Oh my God! <laughs> just Full like, extension, <laughs> nuts in the face. I mean, the he, dude's just like wincing. That is Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, so, his shoes are at his waist. Right. So Jack Harlow's just kind of kidding around, and then Vince gets all serious, and they just finally go, "Okay, well, I'm glad he's doing better. Thanks for bringing down the room." It's just like, oh, but it's <laughs> <delicious>. wow. <laughs> Oh, that is you can tell Vince Carter's like, oh, no, like this is a serious yeah, situation. You talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> like, like, I'm glad he's pulled out of it. Like, we don't talk about it. I was like, oh, my God. Damn. By yeah. the way, <laughs> it's like it's Mental Health Awareness Month. There's no shame in asking for help out there. <laughs> I was in a PSA mode. <laughs> I left that part out. That's <laughs> wild. You never think about that, man. Wow. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break here, and we'll come back with uh, some emails. What's maddening and the Cobb topic? Ted and I are going to go chug a beer. Welcome back. Thank you to our sponsors. I'd also like to thank a special sponsor, myself. Uh, just grilling food. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to grilling, yo. Shout out to grilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like my buddy was giving me crap. I sent a picture Friday and he I had some men's room sausage on there, had some hot dogs, and he goes, Doesn't take much. We pop 80 degrees, you're grilling. I'm like, Yep, you gotta get it going. Ted, dude, I, I feel like most people exist in you know four seasons of the year. Matt, obviously living in the desert, has basically one season summer. Ted, you live a two-season lifestyle, which is rare. Dip season and grilling season. Grilling season? <laughs> I got a nice overhang. I think even if it's raining, I could be out there grilling. Oh, yeah. Your grilling season could run late. I mean, we're talking October, early November. I mean, it'll run right into dip season this year, I think. Oh, yeah. Got the real wow. fireplace, Matt. I could be grilling and have a fire going. And, and and at the kickoff of dip season, you could have all three. And I mean, that's a trifecta of Ted, Ted Smith living. I Look, keep this between us on the podcast. I, I know people listen, but here's what I might do, too. Maybe I pre-make a dip, put it in one of those foil pans, and then when people show up, I'm like, oh, I grilled it this time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like when they bring out like the uh one of those things called the little like um uh uh what's that? Oh, the the like sizzling fajitas. Like oh, that's yeah. Ted's sizzling fajita, you know? <laughs> it's like his boom move. You ever Pulling had a dip grilled off it? the grill? Oh, I keep forgetting how I set this up because he's sitting next to me. But Cobb, do we have any emails? <laughs> oh, hello, Ted. It's nice of you to ask. Um, yeah, so actually perfect. We're just talking about Ted's new place. North of the wall and the Cobb topic. How's it going, boys? First of all, Ted, welcome to the north side. I'm heavily involved in the jujitsu scene in the Pacific Northwest, and I manage Kindred Jiu-Jitsu uh, in Edmonds, about a 15 or 20 minute drive from where you currently reside these days. If you're ever interested in getting back into grappling, you should definitely pop in. 
be fun to grab a role with a local celebrity and someone I've listened been listening to through my headphones for the past eight years or so. That invitation extends to both uh, you, or both of you, uh, Cobb, and the CEO as well. If you're ever up this way, uh, I, I might take them up on that. That'd be awesome. I've been looking for a place to do. Ju- I've been wanting to try jujitsu down in Austin, um, but I'm like a little bit scared of getting hurt because I feel like guys always get like back problems and stuff. But I, I, I also need like a sport to make some friends. So I don't know, Alfie. Uh, just or I don't know if you put your name on the bottom of this, but it's from Alfie. Yeah, you did. Um, but yeah, just uh, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on that if you want to email. I won't read it on the cast, but we had Alfie on way back, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he started that when we were listening to this podcast. Yeah. Now he's managing the gym. That's awesome. Come ups. We've seen a couple of people like really thrive. There, there was a they were repairing the uh, they, in my building this morning when I left in Austin. They were repairing the elevators, and I was thinking about that guy who wrote in who became an elevator repair technician. Yeah, like one of the best glow ups we've had on the cast. On to the cop topic. The sluttiest piece of male clothing I'll be rocking this summer is the male crop top. In fact, I've deemed this deemed this summer crop top summer. Over the past seven or eight years, I've managed to lose about 110 pounds. Damn. Damn. That's a come up. Wow. And since I've been able to keep it off now for four years, I've decided to go through with something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I got an, I don't even know how to say this word, my guy, uh, an ab- abdominoplasty. Abdominoplasty? Oh, yeah. Okay. So like plastic surgery on your abdomen. All right. Um, uh, Which is just a fancy word for tummy tuck. Uh, essentially, they removed about five to six pounds of excess saggy skin and tissue left over from my heavier days. And after my recovery period, your boy can finally see his abs poking through for the first time since I was 10 years old. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's so crazy. Good. Congrats. That's, wow. that's a huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah. I just got sometimes people write in. I just can't even believe that. I feel like the most weight I've ever lost is like 10 pounds. <laughs> it's like it's just so impressive. Um, wow. So bet your ass I'll be rocking those male crop tops during the two months of summer we get here in this great state. Believe it or not, I owe a part of this to you guys. Through a breakup, I found solace in the podcast right at the beginning of the year of the hustle. It was one of the few things that got me going and pushed me to be better. So thank you, fellas. Sorry for the long email. Just pretty dang excited. Take it easy. Alfie. Nice. Hell yeah. Is a male crop top just still a crop top? Well, I feel like it, it bears mentioning that it's on a male, you know. Like it is a crop top, but like a male, uh, I don't know. It does feel like a different garment. All right. Like I a mean, male onesie. You know, I feel like you would say it. I just feel like if you're going to wear a male crop top, Alfie, just go shirtless. Yeah, that's that's well, the freedom you get as a guy. I mean, crop tops are kind of a look right now, though. Like I, I, I could see it. I mean, if you're like eating a popsicle and it's just like the summer, like a shirtless is definitely like actually not allowed some places, but like, oh, yeah, because it could say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, right. that's fine, I got my crop top. top. Yeah, the crop top is sort of the loophole for like you know college chicks to show some skin. Yeah, sure. dude, you lost 110 pounds and you got it. Like, you deserve it. You haven't seen your abs since you were 10. Like, this is crop top summer for you. Go get that. Yeah, I support it. Hell yeah, <laughs> I support it. That's awesome. And honestly, if anybody like anybody stares at you sideways, like just hit them with the story. You have every right in the world to wear that crop top. Oh, yeah. I get what he's saying now. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. Ted's pulling up male crop top photos on his phone. Yeah. It's actually funny you're doing this in person. Because I can see, like, usually he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I found some pics. <laughs> um, are right, you guys ready for another one? That was a big look in 19, like, 80s college football, too. Oh, Everybody's yeah. jerseys only came down to, like, right, right, like, where the Little pads at. Yeah. 
And also, like, the 80s fashion is really coming back right now. 80s and early 90s, like the dangly earrings and stuff on guys. So you actually may be kind of a fashion icon making that move. <laughs> Hola to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the all land. land. I've been casually watching the Premier League for a little over a decade now. but uh, like... <laughs> You've angered Ted. I've <laughs> uh, been casually watching the Premier uh, prem for a little over a decade now but since my buddy and i got back from england and went to the london stadium to watch arsenal beat west ham i've been all in kind of like you ted i didn't have a team to call a home team man you was an obvious choice we walked uh old trafford just to feel the history i enjoy watching tottenham and do love the international diversity on the team and they're not half bad i've also been watching every champions league match which in my opinion should be another type of world cup so the team that has uh that has been so fun to watch is man city such a well-rounded team and so impressive to watch. So I'm starting to lean that way. Also, I feel compelled to root for West Ham since that was my first home match. I want to make a decision now, but I might have to wait until next season to finalize. Is it ridiculous to make myself choose now, or am I overthinking it? I mean, look, you could do whatever you want, but like, unfortunately, Man City's going to win the Premier League this year. So just not a great look to be like, all right, I'm a Prem fan. I like this Man City team. It's like it's like watching baseball and being like, all right, I'm a Yankees fan. Like, well, <laughs> sure. Like, I, I don't like Man United. I old traffic. I would love to go see that stadium. Tottenham. I mean, <laughs> that goes without saying, but I was gonna say, I feel like Man U is truly the Yankees of the Prem. But then Man City, yeah, close seconds, like the But you gotta keep in mind, Man City was nothing. They were it was like I when I first started watching the Premier League, I was gonna cheer for them. And somebody told me, they were like, look, if you're born in Manchester, you cheer for Man City. Other than that, they're never going to be anything. Like, you have to be born there to basically care for them. Wow. And then they got bought by a bunch of Saudis like 15 years ago or 12 years ago. And ever since then, they just win titles left and right. That's that old money, son. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could be a City fan, but put it to you this way. You know who wears City jerseys? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> wow. We've talked about him enough. We've talked enough ass on him on this cast already. Oh, yeah. they're going to be good this year, too, the Jets. Ted, I mean, uh, yeah, Ted and Matt both. One thing I noticed living in Texas is, like, there's, like, people who, like, talk about oil. But then, like, when people, like, find, like, a proper amount of oil on their land, it's oil money. You say it different. You say it like your mouth is full of oil. Black gold, yeah, Texas tea. Is that all money? <laughs> Texas tea. Um, it's from the beginning of the Beverly Hillbillies. Also, <laughs> also, go Kraken. I'm a new hockey fan since these hockey playoffs. Man, they've been amazing. You guys are awesome. Tim the Tool. Tim, I'll tell you this much. If you're a West Ham fan, everybody will respect you because they have the most well-known firm in all of England. And the firm is like the supporters that are like uh they're, they're a bunch of they're a bunch of tough guys i'll put it like that tim i gotta be honest I, I was on board for you picking whatever team you you felt an affinity for but seeing you just get on board with the kraken right in their playoff run i feel like you're gonna end up going man city no <laughs> no judgment no disrespect but i think man city might be your guys if if, if the bandwagon if you feel at home there i never mind jumping on a bandwagon i'll just say that so truly no disrespect i think you already know your answer <laughs> West Ham also is the club that they're following in uh, Green Street Hooligans. Oh hell yeah, great movie! If people <laughs> haven't seen that, if you want, if you want to care about soccer, watch Green Street Hooligans. It'll get you in. The last time I was at Burning Man with you, 
at our camp one night, everybody's spinning fire. Like I, I, you guys were all doing something or whatever. And I'm BSing. Somebody's like, we need a song. Everybody's got to sing a song. And there was one random dude sitting there and he just starts singing a song. And everybody's like, what is that song? How do you know that? It's like, he's a West Ham fan. And he's like, oh yeah, mate, how'd you know? And I'm like, could you guys sing that fucking bubble song all the oh, yeah. time? Uh, where are you at? Uh, so I asked on the cop topic a couple weeks back, just where people are listening to this. In my work trailer in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, taking my lunch break. Been listening for five years or so. Keep up the good entertainment. Originally from North Bend, uh, Ted knows the blackened salmon Caesar salad. North Bend Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Love it. God, Lord of mercy. That is a good salad. <laughs> and that's a good spot, too. That's awesome, man. It's always so crazy to me that, like, yeah, he's just, like, living his, you know, his work life, like, whatever he does out there. Like, you know, work trailer, I'm guessing mining, construction, something like that. And just listening to, listening to us bullshit from our couch. Pretty cool. 2023, y'all. Now it's our couch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this guy. One I mean, episode. I've been living in Austin. Spends about 40 minutes on my couch. Now it's our couch. Come on, man. Just a couple of guys hanging at the Where house. Where are I we, Ted? You, Matt, you didn't see this. He touched my knee right before he said our couch. Yeah. But we couldn't acknowledge it. It's <laughs> a couple of guys, man. We were friends we for 12 years. Pillows, and it seems Ted. like it's time. Actually, more than that shit, since I was 20, so 16 years, like, you know what? It is our couch. <laughs> yeah, about, about to be, uh, yeah, the Cobb podcast. Um, okay, uh, love the end of your previous podcast. Uh, Ramon eats chicarones or ch- chicarones. Damn it. Chicharones. Chicharones. <laughs> and you know what's so embarrassing? His next line is, you did pronounce it correctly. Chicharones are uh, my family of four's go-to road trip snack. And then no name. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Well, so it definitely wasn't me that pronounced it correctly. Nice work, Ted. <laughs> you want one? I got some in the pantry. Chicharones. <laughs> Do you actually? I don't know what they are. Yeah, it's just fried yeah, pork I'll get a, Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have one. I mean, if we have the time. <laughs> Fried pork? Oh, it's like a pork rind? Is that yeah. the same thing? Yeah, it's the same difference. Dude, I'll, I'll grab it. You host. All right. All right. Uh, you'll see the shelf with the chips. <laughs> I thought you just wanted to point out again that you have a pantry. A new pantry. Well, Matt, there was there was twofold there. Number one, I want to see if he enjoys the chicharron. Number two, I did want to be like in the pantry. Just, like, just he so- came in, he's like, I like the place. Oh, this is the pantry. I was like, damn right. Just in case we haven't touched on the pantry, so everyone's up to date. Ted has one. <laughs> Not to be this guy, but what like since I do work in food service, what actually is a pork rind? Oh, it's the skin. They just melt the skin. Yeah, like you just cook it and fry it. Oh, so I'm eating pig skin right now. Correct, picante flavored. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, right. Pig skin. Literal pork rinds were always around in like the South and stuff, but I feel like in the early, late nineties, early two thousands with the Atkins diet, like everybody was like against carbs as a whole, like forget potato chips, like pork rinds and the chicharron just shot up. Yeah. Why don't they call it pork skin? This is crazy. I don't know. People have just been eating the skin <laughs> off. Do people eat the skin off cows? No. So this is like, one step away from like pork belly, which is really good. Pork skin. Look at us, boys. This seems crazy to me. 
<laughs> they, oh yeah leave them out i'll have one matt's gotta do a segment let's check in with what's matt hey, what's good what's matt Whoa. uh before we get to what's matt hey, hey what's good what's matt Whoa. check out with what's matt hey, hey what's good what's matt Whoa. uh before we get to what's matt hey, hey what's good what's matt Check out what's back. Well, right now though, I kind of right? want some chicharrones. Yeah, they're not bad. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, These are a little stale. They could be better. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, it's fine. Don't mind us. We're just having <laughs> a chicharron break on our couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I. I went to uh <laughs> we were talking earlier um not this past week and the one before I went to the Firebirds game 5 um of a five game series um against Colorado with uh Carson the lawyer and his lovely girlfriend and uh we had a really good time I'm going to the Firebirds game tomorrow night I'm really hashtag #fired up um <laughs> And much like you two in your couch, I feel like, you know, things are moving pretty fast with me and Fuego. Like now that we've we're oh, like, yeah, we're official. You know, we got our picture taken and stuff. It's on the Internet. So, um, yeah, we got a great, great mascot down here, too. Um, and Dude, the Thunderbirds are doing awesome. The playoffs. That's as what well. I heard. Yeah. Kind of wild. Like the Kraken, that whole organization's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, been been rooting on the the Firebirds, uh, and then so last week um, we didn't record. We had a little scheduling because Ted, you went to the game on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we, we tried to cast, and the timing got mixed up. But I ended up talking to both of you, and Cobb and I were talking about Avenge Sevenfold and seeing them live, and then yeah. um, that was Wednesday, and so then on Thursday. I randomly look at the internet and it's like Avenge Sevenfold, uh, you know, live in Las Vegas tomorrow, just announced. And I was like, whoa, that's wild. And I looked and was at this, this place, Area 15. Last time I went to Vegas, I went there for uh, Omega Mart. It's a really cool, trippy place. And uh, I was like, damn, I clicked the link and there's tickets available. <laughs> I was like, Dude, I was just talking to Cobb about how dope Event Sevenfold is last <laughs> night. Like, and now tickets are available. I'm like doing the math in my head. Like, okay, so tomorrow's Friday night. They start at nine. I get off work at five. I have work at nine the next morning back here. And I was just, I kind of shrugged it off. I was like, I could make that work. <laughs> so casual. Yeah. I, I was like, well, I'll probably regret it for a couple hours Saturday morning at work. But I would also spend the rest of my life stoked that I made it happen. Like, seems like a pretty good trade-off, you know? And not that I'd regret not going for the rest of my life, but, you know, I'd, I'd also probably, if I was well-rested Saturday morning, regret not going because tickets were available. And this was, like, out back of Area 15, is like 3,000 people. Like, they, they're playing the Tacoma Dome. When they go there, they headline the gorge and White River and but it was yeah. this like super intimate first show back in five years, um, last minute deal that just felt like a cool thing. It felt like when Alice and Chains first got back together and played the more. 
You know, I yeah. remember um, getting tickets from KISW when that happened. And I was just like, I just, I know I could do it. Like Tyler was still out of town. I was like, I, I got this, like no question. Like, so I got tickets and I was, uh, or I got a ticket and I was like, oh damn, this is happening. Like, this is dope. Um, and I've been loving their new song, Nobody. And then they just dropped, We Love You the next day. Um, on Friday, they put out another new song that got me even more stoked um, with the decision I made. And then, you know, it came game time. I talked to my client that I had at four t- and he moved up to three so I could get out of here a little bit earlier and good thing because I hit traffic. But on the way there, I was like, oh, man, I've been meaning to talk to our boy, George, who's been on the podcast, you know, um, the Black Republican, as our listeners may remember him. And yep. he's just one of my best friends. And I was like, I haven't talked to George in a while. Um, I got some time on the road. I'm going to give him a call. And I tell him my little crazy adventure that I'm on because I'm on the road to Vegas. And he's like, I'm at the Aria. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, dude. I was already not, I was already, you know, not going to sleep a lot tonight. And yeah, I'll, I'll call you after the show, dude. And so, um, yeah, I went to the show. It was killer. Uh, there's no pyro. So like their, their show was so stripped back. It was kind of cool. Um, and they crushed How it. How is traffic going from your area to Vegas on a Friday afternoon at 6 So in Vegas, it was fine. Um, when I turned onto the freeway, I went all back roads. I didn't see a single gas station for like 200 miles. Like it was sketch. It was wild. Did you go through that crazy desert? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I've made that drive. It's eerie. There's, there's a stretch where there's more Joshua trees than in Joshua tree national park. Yeah. I was driving through that right at sunset, just listening to Avenged sevenfold as loud as possible, which I never listened to the band I'm going to see on the way, but like, Usually I listen to them a lot right after I buy tickets. So I was just like, okay, it's because I just bought the ticket yesterday. I'm really excited. Like, um, and it was, it was an epic drive. But then once I got to the freeway, it was kind of clogged before Vegas. Like there, it goes from three lanes to two. And then once I got past that, then there was an accident like a few miles up. So that, that was where the traffic was. But once I got into Vegas, dude, there was no traffic. It was kind of wild. Um, and I found I'm just a thing about growing up in like the East Coast. Like, if you tried to drive to Ocean City at like four or five in the afternoon on a Friday from like Baltimore, DC, like you're hitting a ton of traffic. Oh, yeah. No, no, there was not. There was like, I mean, there was a couple cars on that back road, but it was, it was pretty much empty and it was gorgeous. It was, it was a trip, but it was, it was the scenic route, but it was also the faster route. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. And then, you know, I, it kept, but I hit that traffic. I was getting pretty worked up during the traffic. Like I am cutting this really close now, but, um, I found a <laughs> great parking spot right when I pulled in right in front. Um, really lucky with that. And then I went around the back, um, found where it was and I was inside and I got a soda water before they even started. So I was like, just in time, like, got my soda water and then they started and uh yeah but i so i made it it was it was a great show you know they're um yeah they're just one of my favorite bands um they have been for a long time they played uh you know probably for like an hour 20 or so um but there was no opener and they all right you know it's their first show back in five years and it was like 
it kind of felt like a backyard party almost like because it's out back of area 15 and you know the stage didn't have the pyro and you know so it was uh it had a really cool vibe and uh i was really glad i made it happen um i realized i could have wiggled my way up to the front more since i was just there by myself but i was just also like dude if i was at any other event sevenfold show this would be like such an amazing place on the floor being this this close to the stage like because it's so small um and yeah, it it was really they're really good even without all the the crazy stage. Um, they had some screens with some visuals going, but you know, their their whole big stage presence wasn't it wasn't the full production. Um, so right. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, on the way out, I grabbed a shirt that was like a special edition one from the the show, and then I hit up George and I headed to the strip. Um, and yeah, met him at the Aria and, um, it was so good to see that guy, but I will say like, I got high before I went in and then I was in there like amped to see George and he was going to come meet me where I was. So I was scanning the casino of Vegas on a Friday night, like trying to locate my friend very excitedly. (laughs) I thought like, four different guys for George that looked like nothing <laughs> like him. Just like, is that him? Is that him? Is that him? <laughs> um, That's what he wanted you to think, dude. George moves in silence. I was going to say he was right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Always has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And like, that's a nice casino Friday night. There had to be some good looking people. Dude, so I'm still in my like, you know, camo shorts and like, you know, my new Avenged Sevenfold black shirt and like all sweaty and I don't know what my hair was doing. And like, I just I did not look like, you know, done up for the strip. But when I was walking into the Aria, I like turned the corner and there was this like girl that was definitely done up for the strip. And I had forgot I said I was high, right? I forgot where I was for a second. I was like, what is she doing? Like, I was caught off guard by how, you know, done up she was. She wasn't the hottest girl in the world, but she was, she was attractive enough and really like, you know, dazzled, bedazzled. And so, yeah. um, I was like, did a double take. And I was like, I don't even have sunglasses on. Like I wear sunglasses so much down here. <laughs> it's kind of nice. I was just like, Oh my God, I, I look like an idiot. But, um, yeah, I met up with George and we just kind of, we walked around the strip um, for probably an hour and a half or so and saw the Bellagio fountains and saw some lady push her stroller across the strip and stand in that center divider to look at the fountain. I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, I thought I was being the crazy one tonight because I have work at 9 a.m. in Palm Desert tomorrow. Like that lady's psycho. Uh, but you know, people were wilding out. It's Vegas on a Friday. What are you going to do? No judgment. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great walk. The strip's a fun place to walk doing it with George on that, like random spontaneous, you know, uh, kind of, yeah, it was kind of serendipitous, uh, to, you know, just the way it worked out. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great night. And then, uh, then I, Grabbed a burger with George before I left um, and then hit the road, grabbed a bang and, you know, just iced that and hit the I took the interstate back because there's more more cars. There's rest stops. There's more lanes. It was just more chill. And at that hour with no traffic, it was only like 20 minutes longer. So, um, 
Yeah, you don't want to take the back six. roads late at night if you're tired. Yeah, yeah, no, not I, not a good idea, you know. Um, even with 300 milligrams of caffeine, there's times where I was like, "Damn, I'm, I am not as like, a uh, 300 milligrams doesn't do quite what it does when you've also had a night's sleep." <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, um, made it back by six, took a two hour nap, uh, and then went to work and was just like ultra fired up like every you know then, then it looked like i just drank a bang but i was really running on two hours of sleep and just you know oxytocin serotonin adrenaline it was just a yeah it was a wild night getting to getting to meet up with george and and go walk the strip was just like you know a, a real uh real pleasant surprise it was you know definitely it felt like the cherry on the top but i think that was even more exciting than the show um when i look back at it like anytime i listen to event i hear Avenged sevenfold i'm like that was so good to see george <laughs> but the yeah. show was super sick too um and, and it's more fun i don't know how to explain it it's more fun when you're in when you're both in a town you didn't know you know what i mean and it's like it's just more fun it's like yeah. neither of us live here this is just cool to hang out here yeah it it was super uh yeah super just surprising and and magical and yeah it was we made the most of it and yeah i mean I I just I don't think about how much I miss everyone back home that often. But when it just smacks you in the face, I was like, damn, I miss this dude. Um yeah. so yeah, it's great to see him. All right, dope. Uh yeah, I mean Avenged Sevenfold, if you get a chance to see him this summer, go see him. They always put on an awesome show, even out without without the pyro, apparently. Yeah. All right, man. I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Uh, topic. All right. So we were talking earlier about uh, Ted holding it down for American males everywhere and just, yeah. you know, revoking that pussy pass earlier at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the cop topic this week is just like, do you believe in like pretty privilege? Like, do you believe that like pretty people sort of get preferential treatment? Have you seen it in action? Have you been either the victim of it or, you know, the person doing like, you know, I'm talking for like people who are like, you know, bartenders or bouncers or whatever. Just like, I don't know. I'm just interested to hear people's thoughts on pretty privilege or any encounters they've had. Uh, either of you guys uh, pretty privilege. Is it real? Is it not? What are your thoughts? What are your experiences? Oh, I think it's a hundred percent real. I don't think there's even a doubt about it. I mean, nightclubs can say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, like they're especially in like Vegas, like, They'll sit there and just pick out pretty people, especially girls. But, oh right? yeah, Vegas, you go, right? Sure. We need that many girls and this and that, and then yeah, I don't know. People are just are just going to be nicer to prettier people. I think the the one thing that shocks me sometimes that I see it that's craziest is like somehow somebody's knowledgeable, and it's like no, they're just really attractive. It doesn't <laughs> make them smart, you know what I mean? But people listen to it. Like, well, she can't, you know, like he, he or she can't be that dumb. Like, look how it's like, yeah, like they work out, they're super hot. Like, that doesn't make them smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mateus? Uh, yeah, Cobb, I think uh, if, if you don't know if pretty privilege exists, you have pretty privilege, dog. <laughs> yeah no i definitely think it exists dude I, I have my own story to tell that's why i was we, that's why i was throwing it out we I used to call it the bit. bubble before the 2020 nba season from 30 rock that was a whole episode about oh, nice. yeah just living in the bubble of attractiveness um and yeah i mean yeah you you uh 
You nailed it, Ted. It's it's definitely a thing. Dan Soder actually had a funny bit on a special about it. I think he just posted it to Instagram, so I remember it. But it's like, dude, girls from like eight, 18 to 26, like they'll just be like, I, I want to be on a boat. And they're on a boat. Just Oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. The, um, there's a guy uh, who lives in my building in Austin, and uh, I was like, talking to him one day and I was like, God, man, like, how do you stay in such good shape? Like I was a college athlete, like you're in really, really good shape. And he's like, you know, I just, I eat healthy and I exercise and I'm like, all right. And like in my head, I was like, bullshit. Like what is going on here? (laughs) But you know how some people like really do have like superior genetics. Turns out this guy is literally a male model for Nike and Under Armour. (laughs) And he got into it, dude, when he decided to do it, 12 weeks from when he started training, he was a male model for Under Armour. 12 weeks. I was just like, and I was just like, all right, like that's, uh, what are you going to do? You know, how do you compete with that? (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even just look at like lines or like on the subway, like, yeah, people always be a little courteous to somebody they think is good looking. Oh yeah. Hot chick on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then look, your shocks look, and look, it's almost reverse. I'll do it sometimes too. And I'll be like, man, she actually was like really nice and cool. As if hot <laughs> yeah. people can't be nice and cool. Totally. Yeah. And and you know, there is a flip side to that coin. Like, maybe not for dudes, but being a hot chick seems also like it could get exhausting in a lot of other ways. Like yeah. I, 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 I don't know if it, the scales balance out quite, you know, but um yeah, there's there's shit on both sides of the fence there. Dude, sometimes they do balance out, and that's if they are attractive, young, and then they lose their looks. Because <sighs> then they didn't have the chance to develop a serious personality and like be cool and easy to deal with. And then when they lose the look, when that sun sets at like 27, then all of a sudden, like you're dealing with a bad personality and a bad look. And I've I've watched that happen to a couple people who have been you know, close people in my life. And it is tragic to see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you want the opposite. You want someone yeah. that lay bloomers. It's yeah. true. It's, uh, dude, it's totally true. There's one, one person on. like that from my high school. I don't want to say any names, but yes, lay bloomer, incredible, super cool personality, like just charming, funny, witty, smart. And then also she suddenly became like the hottest chick to ever go to my school. <laughs> everyone know everyone knows who she is i don't need to say her name there's at least three people listening who are like oh yeah anybody who went to i don't even want to say my high school now but people know <laughs> it's, it's definitely known in the winnie Day area the knowledge is out there yeah the truth is out there <laughs> x-files oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right there we go there's another episode uh we'll be back next week copy you gonna be here in person or you gonna be down in austin i'm gonna be back in cowboy town baby Austin, all right. texas all right well good seeing you, <laughs> good you back good to see you on zoom <laughs> like, thanks for this thanks is for fun by the couch <laughs> all right, all right. from ctp of the ted smith is the podcast cheers